Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. So I'm starting my recording now. One, two. Oh, Buckle my one. shoe. One, two, three, four. When did shoes last have buckles? Yeah, I think that should be okay. Right. Uh, buckled shoes. I had buckled shoes as a child. I can remember very clearly my sandals. My sandals were, had a buckle on the side. And they were very nice. And they had little triangle cutouts all, the, all on the front. Do you remember those? <laughs> you see, I try and sarcastically say, Lord, nobody wears buckled shoes anymore. And Ted Salmon does. Or used to, at least. My dad does. My Your dad, dad does. does. Okay, that's fair enough. He's enough of this family talk. Let's get on with the Let's show. Start. Stop yes. it. Yes, whatever works. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome once again to this hour of mayhem. It's now the tail end of November, and we're on show 150, Aidan. Do we get a, a fanfare for that? Oh, I'll put a fan. Happy Black Friday, everybody. Don't spend too much money. Friday the 26th of November, this is the day, and yeah, there's there's lots, my e- email box is just bombarded with emails from all sorts of people, and it's, I, actually I'm going to put eBay into room 101, because <laughs> they, they I, I wanted to stop them sending me emails, um, because I bought one thing on there ages ago, and they just keep sending me emails, there's no button on the email to say unsubscribe me. I'm going to um, put them in room, one, room 101 for that. There. Do you feel better now, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> hello, well, everybody, well, and welcome yes. to the show. Aidan. <laughs> um, Aidan is here with me. Yes, hello, as always. Hello, Aidan. Hello, Ted. <laughs> How are you keeping? How's your, how's your ailments? My ailments have almost... Compl- the cough has finally almost gone. Who knows what it was, uh, but it is no longer with me. So, yes, I'm doing very well, thank you. Great. And yourself, Ted, I gather you're suffering in the storms today. Oh, there's a there's a storm coming over um, from Scotland at the moment. Hey. And it, it's called Storm... Angus or, or something. Hazel. <laughs> I think, blame your mother. Is blame that, is, my mother. Is it Storm Hazel? That's my mum's fault then, yes. No, no, it begins with an A. I'm not sure what it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it was really hairy today. I came over to my mum's on my moped and I thought, blame me, I'm going to get swept away any minute. Um, I did at that point think to myself, it would be a good idea to have a car after all. <laughs> now Ted I have to ask myself is this a chat or a podcast oh, we sorry. haven't even got through the credits and we're halfway no, through no whateverworks.works <laughs> is the website you'll find links to all the stuff we're going to talk about but not mopeds on the show today MeWe Group is where we natter and banter things about and we find out whatever works in your lives so do keep coming there Ted Salmon you'll find um, at sorry Ted you'll me you'll find I'll start that again shall I <laughs> Uh, you'll find me at tedsalmon.com and links out to everything from there. And aidenbell.com, you'll find at aidenbell.com. I'll say that again, shall I? Aiden, you'll find at aidenbell.com. You take over, will you? Do you want to wake me up when you've finished? Listen, shall we move on, Ted? Shall I start with some feedback from the members of our wonderful MeWe group who've written in over the last I would love that. to tell us what works in their lives? John Love. I would, I would love that. <laughs> you can stop now, Ted. Be quiet. Sit in the corner for a while. Mm. John... John Love brings us oven pride kit. Are you proud of your oven, Ted? I'm going to I'm going to keep my slinky links to myself in future. <laughs> John Love brings the Oven Pride kit. He says 500 millimetres of cleaner, safe 
500 milliliters of cleaner, safer gloves, and a smart bag for rack and grill. I've used this multiple times, says John, over the years to clean my oven. It always seems to work like a charm, and it makes a nasty job a little bit easier. No need to scrub. A bit pricey on Amazon at around £7, though I often find it in stores, such as the range, etc., for as little as £3. I appreciate this might not be the best approach, but it might be considered damaging to some as it might be considered damaging to some ovens. But I have an older, cheaper oven with no self-cleaning mechanism, so this is a cheap and cheerful approach which works. And indeed, cheapest chips if you can get it for three quid, John. Yeah, do you know what? I have to admit, I don't think I've ever cleaned an oven in my life. <laughs> we just use an oven until it dies and buy a new one. Mm, I mean, I mean, I I can only remember one new oven in the course of my life. Um, so that's very bad, very it, very naughty, very naughty. Unless maybe I just don't cook stuff that spatters all over the oven. Then again, look at the state of my oven. No, well done, John, for keeping your oven clean as we all should. And at the price of three quid a shot, I mean, really, we should all be doing it. Do you clean your oven, Ted? I don't use my oven, um, <laughs> but the. Um, well, actually, I'll tell you a lie, I do. I sometimes put some chips in there, some oven chips, but I, I, I don't use it so that it gets dirty. But my mother does. And um, this thing that John is talking about, which I love, the, from John Love, um, is, the, um, is the one that she used to do the barbecue grill. I remember now. Ah. It, it, it's got this bag, <clears throat> and you put this, you get the, Barbecue, barbecue grill thingy off as long as it's not too big yes. and stick it in the bag and do this business and and I can't remember what it does but it it, it, it does it really easily. It seems like some sort of safe to use at home acid that just eats yeah. everything it touches. Yeah, and that, and it worked really well on that barbecue grill. So I, I think it's the same stuff. Yeah, excellent. Thank you very much, John. So I may even you. be moved to try one. Yes, indeed. Um, and I shall love to use that. Right. Moving on from my slinky links, which get ignored. Paper Guardian, eco-friendly, reliable notebook. Here's a video um, halfway down the page of the link that we're going to put in the show notes to show you how this um, kind of um, paper recycler thingy works. And you turn whatever paper you've got into a notepad. So it's like a box, actually. And you open the box up. And you get some paper and you put the paper inside it and if it's not quite the right size it's got its own kind of guillotine cutter thingy and and so you cut it off and it, it becomes the right size inside now i haven't got one it looks like it's um a5 in size um and and it re just just uses whatever paper you've got kicking about envelopes um flyers from the post whatever whatever is just waste paper and it cuts it to the size that would then work inside the box and then the box closes up and you use your pen on the front of the box, and it's all very slinky. Um, John Love, in fact, um, came back on this one. He said, conceptually, I love the idea. I have a clipboard on my desk right now, full of old paper, which I reuse. Kickstart, this is a Kickstarter campaign. Yes. Kickstart, Kickstarter projects are always delayed, and at $50 for this one, it's quite an expensive option. Um, just to do something that could be done more cost-effectively with a clipboard and binder, um, but it wouldn't look so smart. So, um, yeah, it's a fair point, and it is a it is a, a Kickstarter campaign. The whole thing looks like it's well designed, though, and it just looks like a lot of fun. And into the bargain, you get a nice-looking um, uh, holder thingy, and you get to be e all eco-friendly. Yeah, I I just have Dame Edna's voice in my head going, "What for, darling?" I just can't 
yeah, I mean, who am I to criticise gadgets, the gadget man of the century? But to me, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like an awful lot of effort to go to when you could just pick up a piece of paper. But um, no disrespect to, yeah. you know, it, I, if, if it works for you, then fine. I just don't think it's something I would take to. It's a nice idea. Now, um, Steve. Steve. Steve what? Hello, Ted. 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 Can, can you get uh, this? This recording, Lark, is an absolute joke, isn't it? I'm going to carry on now. <laughs> Dear Chris, Mr, what? I've just got to say, we just had about a 20 minute hiatus <laughs> while I asked Ted if he could make a slight change to a microphone and he disappeared and his computer crashed and I drank a cup of oh. tea and now we're back. Windows 11, you know, this is the first experience I've had with it. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm on a laptop. Anyway, um, Quizan is next. The large gaming mouse pad, which was referred to last show by Steve Heinrich. He suggested we get one, and I did. I didn't get the one he suggested. I got another one. But it's really, really nice, and it goes right across my desk. It has my keyboard on it and my mouse on it, and it just works beautifully. Um, And you can just put stuff on it. And I mean, nobody nobody needs one of these at all, but it's just really nice. It gives you a, a virtual area on your desk to put all your stuff on it. It makes you feel... Um, pretty good and, and yeah I like it so well done Steve uh, you've got one you've got one but not right in front of you haven't you I have no no I've got one in front of me and I was very jealous because I couldn't really justify buying another one because the one I've got is still perfectly good if a little ah. old and starting to get dirty so I was just very jealous of you Ted I wonder why they're called mouse mat they should just call it a desk mat I mean yes it is a mouse mat yeah. but it's so <laughs> much more I mean you'd need the, you'd need an enormous mouse if it was just a mouse mat I got one with a, um, a a picture of all the time zones of the world on yes. it, which is pretty nice, and it looks gorgeous. Um, so you can you can glance across and see what time it is in Istanbul, which is um, something that most people need to do now and again. Aiden Bell has brought <laughs> seventy-two inch golf umbrellas. Oh, there's a reason for my madness, as you know. I'm off. Um, helping the world by making safety videos for the river cruise industry, as one does. You know, this is how you put on a life jacket. This is what you do when the alarm rings, all that kind of Um, Oh, can I say on a podcast? Anyway, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, part of the filming was that we went out just last week to Germany. And with the weather changing, I was very concerned that we were going to get expensive film equipment and a couple of wonderful actors that we hired wet. So uh, in preparation for this, as a safety precaution, I used some of the film budget money, not my own, I hasten to add, to buy two umbrellas. And I wanted the biggest umbrellas I could find. So I had great fun on Amazon, where else, choosing and looking and searching for the biggest and best umbrellas I could find without having to spend a fortune. And at £36.97, I can tell you, they do say don't open an umbrella indoors. What's the first thing I did? I brought it in and I opened one. It's enormous. It's like a tent on a stick. I mean, there's not a lot to say about an umbrella, except that this is a good one. It seems to be well made. It it goes up and goes down well. The springy quality seems to function well. It's nice and tight when it's open. It shuts down properly as it should. It seems to be fairly well made. I did, in fact, use one of them once. We had a very light shower and we used one umbrella for a brief amount of time on set. So I can vouch for at least one of them working well. Um, As I say, not much to say about umbrellas. Uh, but what amused me is that you could really get, you know, the world and his mother under this one. These are huge umbrellas. You could play a whole round of golf under this umbrella. Um, yeah. <laughs> what can I say? A, a very nice, 
practical, in colossally huge umbrella, which also comes with its own little sheath, a little um, nylon plastic bag that it goes in with a nice little um, tyre at the top. So very enjoyable. If you need a large umbrella, I recommend these. And it's virtually windproof. I wouldn't have wanted to hold that in a it's, large... I don't know. If the, if the wind got, blew up when you're holding one of those, it's like the sail of a ship. I think I'd be over the no, edge no, no, of the no. boat in the water. No, in, in actual fact, it, it is apparently windproof because it's got those slats in it. So the, the wind goes through those holes and doesn't kind of whisk it away from mm, you. I, no. see, I see the theory. I can see the theory too, but I wouldn't want to try that out. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember those um, umbrellas we used to get? I'm sure I brought them onto the show um, a long time ago. There's a place called, I don't know, JB Sports or something. On the yes, I know JB Sports, yes. Something like that. One of those kind of shops. And they always had this, um, these things in trolley, um, not trolleys, in baskets outside. And these great big um, golfing umbrellas for a fiver they used to have. And we used to just buy those up. They were five quid each. They don't look as though they were quite as big as these. But I don't know if you can still get those or if JD Sports or whoever they are are still in business. I think they still exist and I do remember those. What I thought you were going to mention is what we have had on the show, which is this umbrella that you wear on your head. I think it wasn't that long oh, ago yeah. we had that one. <laughs> yes. It was. was but I don't fun, think people would have thought me a very good producer if I'd produced head umbrellas and said to everybody, now put these on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no, they look great. They look really big and, and very, very useful. Well done indeed. Thank you. Right, keeping the show going today is John Love. He's back with Stackry, S-T-A-C-K-R-Y, which is a service. Sometimes there is just something you can only buy in the USA, he says, and that the seller doesn't ship to the UK. Stackry are essentially a freight forwarding company. You buy your items in the um, from the US seller and have them shipped to Stackery, this company, and then they ship them to you as and when you want them sent. It generally takes 24 to 48 hours for them to be shipped once requested. Subject to the package contents, size and weight, they offer different shipping services with varying insurance options. They even offer package consolidation to reduce shipping and size, uh, size and weight. This works very well, particularly if you have um, several packages from different sellers arriving with them. Um, so they kind of collate everything together and put it into one package. I have, I've completed six shipments over the last 18 months with zero issues, says John. You get your own mailbox, you get notification when packages are received and an easy to use online dashboard. Items are stored free for 30 days. That sounds like a good um, service, doesn't it? I congratulate you for saying six shipments without having to put a beep in. <laughs> and absolutely, Ted, this is, here's a word you haven't used for a long while, fiendish. This fiendish. is fiendish. This is a very clever system, and I approve as a person mm. who's experienced this. And indeed, you and I were speaking off air uh, before we started the show for the 15th time about how to <laughs> re about receiving things from foreign countries and having to pay tax and having to go through yeah. all the palaver. Obviously, you still have to pay some degree of tax, I'm sure, if order from America. But this is clever. I like this very much. I wish they did Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, listeners may remember I was looking for someone who lived in Hong Kong recently and still am. I need to see oh, if yeah. I can find a similar system out there. Clever, clever, clever. I approve wholeheartedly. Well done and thank you, John. Oh, that was it. It's, <laughs> it's no, my... no, the next, the next bit's yours, Green. Okay, John you're, you're stunned into silence. For one John to another, John Doe <laughs> tells us, I'd been looking into services like this and, and Stackery got shortlisted based on their positive Google reviews. Another service that looked interesting was 
Fish is fast. Fish is fast. Fish, fish is fast if it's a good swimmer. Fish is fast. US parcel forwarding. So other services are available. So that's good to know. I'll try some for Hong Kong. But thank you, John. Uh, and thank you indeed both Johns for bringing this fantastic idea to attention. Fish is fast. That's a strange word, isn't it? It is a very, very strange one. Now, I'm going to let you do the next one, Ted, because there's something very peculiar in our recording notes, ladies and gentlemen. It says two uh, words. <laughs> it says, well, go on, go on, after you, Ted. Well, uh, when I looked at the, the recording notes about a week ago, I saw the word bat box there, and I thought to myself, what's that bat box doing there? It's in your colour in our show notes. And I thought, any minute now, he's going to come and put some item underneath it which is something to do with bats um for his <laughs> pond for his pond or something so i thought in the interim period i would put a picture that i found of a table tennis bat inside a box <laughs> which, which utterly confused me because being the alzheimic fool that i am i'd forgotten that i was going to talk about my bat box being the bat bat as in as in little fly, yeah, fly, yeah. flying creature at night. Oh, dear me. I was going to talk. I, I'll save bat boxes for another show. And, and, and thank you for your utterly confusing but rather sexy picture of a very nice carved walnut bat box. But the bat in question is a ping pong bat, <laughs> complete with two balls. Can I say two balls in a podcast? <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> But I there think, you go. I think you better move on to Chris Kelly, Ted, and get us out of this hole. He's talking about finger bots, which I think we might have touched on before, but I'm not quite sure. But there's a new one called a Fingerbot Plus. Oh, I anyway. don't think so, because I would remember this, because I love yeah? this idea. No, I don't think okay. I've, we've done this before. So, for 29 quid, you can get this finger thingy. It's a little box, like a widget box, and it's got a little finger thingy that comes out, a robot finger. Um, and you can basically put it where you like, presumably, I haven't looked into it too deeply, but presumably it's got a, a sticky pad on it or something. And if you want to have something that's got a button on it, turn on or turn off, or, or there are some various um, attachments for it, which means you can um, push it forward and push it back and attach it to a switch or whatever you want to do. Whatever, whatever, you, whatever your finger could do to turn on a light switch or any, any kind of switch, you can stick this box in front of, get your phone with the app, um, or talk to Alexa or Google Home or Siri or whoever it is, and um, you can use a smart command. So, for example, if you wanted to turn your um, radio on while you were away in Germany, then all you would have to do is go to the app and invoke it to turn it on. And this little finger will come out and press the button and it will turn your radio on. <laughs> This is more fiendishness, Ted, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It looks really good fun. Of course, you can do all this stuff um, without a finger because of the way in which smart appliances now work and home stuff works. But this is just too much fun, isn't it? It's great fun. I wonder if you could stick it to your wife. Anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> you know what? This amused me. This reminded me. Um, there was a YouTube video of somebody who'd basically built something very similar to this in a sort of Meccano-y uh, fashion. And it was on one of these websites that says 
tick here to show you're not a robot. I am not a robot. And this little robot machine had pressed on the screen and proven that it was not a robot. And of course, uh, this, yeah. th this finger bot is the death knell to any I am not a robot checks, isn't it? I love this. I lo As you say, it's just that lovely Heath Robinson-esque idea um, for old-fashioned things that don't necessarily have smart control, like light switches on the wall when you haven't converted them because your name isn't yeah. Dave Rich and you haven't converted your whole house to electric yeah, light switches. Yeah, yeah uh, stick it to the wall. Press the button on your phone and this little finger goes boop. And I love it. I love it. I could make a coffee with this. The things you could do with this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Chris. This is wonderful. And I want one or several. Good stuff. Daniel Bemis brings us M Design Pots and Pan Rack. So we're getting a little bit more basic now. And I like this too. I have an organiser, said Dan, similar to this one for my home. It's great at holding lids for pots and pans. Pans, pots and lids can be stored in the cupboard to save space. It can be placed both vertically and horizontally. Easy assembly, made of sturdy metal in a graphite finish with padded feet, 33 by 16 by 13 centimetres, £11.40. It's a sort of dish, rash, dish rack, but not really for dishes at the sink. It's a rack for, as he says, pots and pans and the like. So, um, yeah, a storage dish rack, if you will, from Daniel Bemis for £11.40. Very interesting. You can store things vertically or horizontally, as you say. Um, and when you read up some of the people reviewing it, they, they did kind of say that the vertical thing is a bit um, iffy, but certainly horizontally. And it allows you to um, stack stuff up, particularly saucepans and stuff like that, or, or frying pans, things that don't readily fit into um, you know, normal dish racks or whatever. Indeed. Um, but yeah, good stuff. I can understand the vertical concern because, again, you've got centre of balance issues. So you would have to put your heavier pans on the bottom and the lighter ones on the top. Otherwise, you might yeah. end up with a, with, a, with a loud crash emanating from your cupboard at any given moment. Indeed. Very nice indeed. Here's a jingle. Ted's Top Tips. Ted's Top Tips. Ted's Top Tips. I'm having a good laugh chatting okay. with you. Well, that's, that's fine. <laughs> We're coming off script too <laughs> yes. much, but... Off script, we won't go off script any longer. Let's get back on track. And laundry tips is Ted's top tips this time. Um, smart design sneaker, that's the American word for trainer, dryer <laughs> and wash bag. So there's a bag, right? A, a, yes. A, 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 um, a mesh bag. And you, instead of chucking your trainers into the tumble dryer where they clatter around and bang and make a right old noise, you put yep. these things into this bag. The bag straps around the door by, with elastic um, thingies and they just stay in the bag and they, and they get dry because... Uh, now, they don't tumble round, obviously, ah. so they might not dry quite as quickly, but they, they, they certainly don't clatter around. So, yeah, you can buy these things. There's one on Amazon for 17 quid, but I'm sure they're all over the place. Um, so, yeah, good idea. Yet more cunningness, Mr. Ah, tumble, talking of tumble dryers, um, I didn't know this, but apparently if you get an al aluminium foil ball, so just get some Baco foil or whatever, yes. and wrap it up and, and scrunch it up into a ball about the size of a tennis ball, chuck it in the tumble dryer, and you get the, you get no static. Oh, it so reduces the static? Apparently, apparently that's what it does. I haven't tried it yet, though. Um, but yeah, you... you could also put a potato in it and have it cooked and ready for you when you finish your washing. <laughs> yes. Just a thought. <laughs> More tumble dryer tips is put a dry towel in. I think we might have covered this one before, actually. When you do, if you put your wet clothes into your tumble dryer, put a dry towel in as well. Because 
it speeds up the process so it uses less energy and um, dries things quicker. Didn't know that. I it's like that old that. riddle, what gets wetter the more it dries? A towel. Uh, yes, exactly. You're quite right. And here's another one that needs trying out because I didn't know this one is if you put a teaspoon of salt in your washing machine, it ensures that colours um, don't fade in your clothes. So I, I, I don't quite understand the physics of that, but I'm sure that whoever came up with that is probably telling the truth. Um, but yeah, apparently it's a, a good measure to not let your clothes fade. My are. only concern with that one, Ted, is, I mean, we all know the lovely feeling of getting fresh clothes out of a machine and whether we've used Purcell or whatever it is, you know, got that lovely smell, that lovely softness. If it was all salty, you might end up with salty washing, surely. Well, put some vinegar in as well and you'll be away. <laughs> and a packet of chips. There we go. <laughs> Another jingle, I think. Well, I am going to put on this. This is a right beast of a thing. We've had um, humane mouse traps on before on the show, but this is a humane rat cage. My goodness, someone's bought this thing. I probably it's probably um, Ian Barton on his on his on his um, <laughs> on his farmyard. But yeah, this thing looks absolutely um, beast a beast of a thing, and. Um, it's apparently long-lasting, rust-resistant. Um, you catch the—it's obviously humane. You catch the the rat live and let it go somewhere else. Um, th There's—you uh, know—that this is not a th this is not a little thing for field mice, or you know, this is a real beast of a of a um, of a machine. And um, yeah, I can imagine when the—I mean, there's no video of it working, but I can imagine when the, it snaps closed, the rat inside would just turn the whole thing over. It would spin around. The the mind boggles as the rat toggles. As I would say. <laughs> Twenty-one quid this is. It's not cheap as chips, but it, it looks like it's really good. And obviously, someone has used the Amazon associate link to get one of them. So it'd be quite interesting to get some feedback from whoever that was to see if they're good and if they're working. Well, I've got an interesting question, Ted. How long does your link take you to get the money in when you do this? I tell you for why I'm asking. This could have been my purchase. Oh. I bought these two traps, but about a year ago, a good year or so ago. No, no. I bought exactly this. No. For, I believe, even that price. It wouldn't take that long. Um, OK. No. Um, but I... And, and also, I know that the person bought only one and not two. Oh. Oh, I mean, it's it's one purchase and you get two traps, as far as I know. OK, so oh, it, okay. it wasn't me. But <clears throat> I will say they are amazing. Oh, uh, right. You're quite right. They are strong. I mean, I, I, I would stand on them when I've been working with the pond. If I right. needed to reach up high, I can stand on it and not squash it. Um, they do come down like a like a whatever. When they snap shut, you don't want to be anywhere near it. Um, they don't work. But that's purely because, <laughs> I, I've got to qualify that, rats are too clever by half. And oh, I've really? had rat people from the council round during my rat um, invasion a year or so ago who explained this to me, that they're just too damn clever. They oh. know about these things and they know to avoid them. Oh. Um, I once caught a rat and I did indeed put it in the car and take it to, and release it humanely. And that was the thing, to have this rat in this thing thinking, please don't escape while you're in the car. Yeah. Um, and then I caught a hedgehog. Uh, which is at the point oh at which I thought, I'm not going to do this anymore because this poor hedgehog had gone in forwards and its bum was sticking out the back. And I thought, how am I going to even get this hedgehog out of this thing? Um, but they work. They they do work if, if you have stupid rats. So whoever bought them, I wish you all the best. You've got an excellent product and I hope people will start to call you the Pied Piper of Hamlin. Hey! Ding, 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 ding.
John Love is back. Yay! It's the, it's the John show today. Yay! John this time brings us the Dylan washing machine fabric dye pod. And he says a pair of my black jeans had begun fading after several years of wear and semi-regular washing. Some of the black colour was turning more to a light grey. There was nothing wrong with the jeans, so it would have been a complete waste to get rid of them. But I wasn't happy wearing them. This dye has appeared to work magic. The jeans have been restored to their former glory. In fact, I think they're darker than when I first bought them. <laughs> it's too soon to say how long they'll last, but initial impressions are great. It does require about three cycles of the washing machine to complete the process and ensure that the machine is dye-free, but I do think this is better than replacing an otherwise good pair of jeans. At £5, it might just scrape through as cheap as chips. It'll do more than scrape with Ted's new rules. One <laughs> small thing to note is some residual dye stuff in and around the seal of the washing machine door. Oh it's a fairly easy clean, but possibly easy to miss. And the result in, in result may have it may result in issues later if washing other items. So it does sound like there's a fair degree of cleaning up to be done after the event. But these I mean, goodness, I remember as a teenager, I, you know, tie dye. Who didn't do tie and dye when they were young? Um, I haven't dyed anything for a couple of decades by now, but I do remember. And the name Dylan rings a bell. Um, and it looks as if, is this something you just pop in? I haven't had a chance to actually read um, it. It's a pod. So I think you just pop it in. You don't even have to go opening and pouring dye. It's big, isn't it? I didn't realise it was so big. It's, it's, it is big. But what I yeah. like is that, as I say, there's no mess. There's no concern about spillage. You just open it up and pop it in the machine. Right. And off you go. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, thank you, John. I mean, it, again, as with the, with the, with the previous item, I, it makes me think perhaps this is something I should play with. How does that Although work? I don't have anything to colour, but, this is, you know. This is, right, this is five quid. Amazon pricing, here we go. Amazon pricing, £5 for one, or if you sign up for subscribe and save, you get 25% off, right? Yes, but subscribe, how often do you want this? <laughs> 20, 25% off of five quid is £1.25, isn't it? I think that's when something I something like that, and yeah. then you're committed to using them. Right. Okay. The point is though that if you look across to the subscribe and save column, it says they're four fifty. How is four fifty twenty five percent off of five quid? Amazon back to school. Yeah. The the other point that occurred to me immediately is you'd have to be a regular hobbyist to want yeah. to subscribe to washing machine pod die. Well, you might be um, someone who does it for um, kids quite a lot. Anyway, yes. or you might do it, yes, it could be a hobby, couldn't it? Enough of your questioning of things. Let's move on to your, um, what's that stuff you got my mum to buy? Um, that clay stuff. Oh, the clay, the, um, yes, I remember, I forget the name of it, but yes, uh, the modelling clay that I used in the clay. Pot. Yeah, yes. well, um, she got some of this going and I said, she said, what should I make with it? And so I said, right, why don't you make some Christmas baubles? And so she um, said, yes, that's a good idea. So she made some perfectly spherical ball thingies and we were going to put she wanted to put some tinsel on them so she painted them and the tinsel wouldn't stick to them she got some tinsel from amazon and it wouldn't yeah. stick it kept coming off so we got this craft planet school glue two pounds yes. 75 half a litre and put it, these things on the balls this this um stuff which actually, um, it says it's white, but actually when it's dry, it's not white. It goes trans- transparent, so yes, that's all right. Yes, yes. Um, and you put this stuff on there, and all the glitter stuck to it like a charm, and she's enjoyed making these baubles for Christmas, 
and um, she's got, you know, a little hobby to do as well. So, yeah, good stuff. Vive la latex, Mr Salmon. What's latex? As a child, I used to take great pleasure when people said, what does your father do? I would take a deep breath and say, my dad is the head of the physical testing laboratory at the Malaysian Rubber Producers Research Association in Brickendenbury, Hertfordshire. Which basically meant he worked with condoms. <laughs> he worked in rubber. He was a research scientist right. and a chemist, and he was involved with rubber and production of rubber and research into rubber. Um, so he occasionally would bring home little bottles of latex, which we kids would love to play with. And latex is basically that glue you've got. I'm sure that glue is slightly processed and got various other chemicals within it. But it's fundamentally latex, which is the best stuff to play with and, and, and does stick to pretty well anything, although it peels off a lot of things quite easily. It, it's work for your clay so um yeah a nice throwback to my dear dad and um yeah vive la latex well done i thought latex was that stuff that you um that you wear when you go jogging and go... No, that, that's spandex you fool oh, that... <laughs> <laughs> no latex comes out of trees latex comes out yeah. of rubber trees you select you can't you you cut the tree and it comes out like a like a like a sap and it's white, oh, right. and it's then treated and made into car tyres, basically. The most of the latex in the world is made into car tyres, oh, right. and other latex is produced into glue. You see? You never knew I knew such things, did I you? I didn't, I didn't. Nor would I have done had it not been for my father. <laughs> car tyres? I want one of those. I want one, I want one, I want one! I want one of those. I'll give you that one. That was quite good, Mr Salmon. <laughs> Except it's not car tyres. What is it that you want? It is a Comfy, Comfy Mini Plus dishwasher. So, a compact tabletop dishwasher. I, I don't actually need a, a dishwasher personally, but it's a nice idea. No installation required, no pipes or anything. It's designed wow. for the size of a kind of student's room or whatever, or, um, or, a, or a shared kitchen or, or whatever. Anyway. All you do is you, you put some water in the top and, and set it going. Obviously, plug it into the electric. Um, so very eco-friendly with water. Um, and you, you can also, um, you know, use whatever is kicking about for, um, you know, for water. Use a washing up water bowl, for example, a bowl of washing up water. Yes. Just chuck it in <clears> there. Um, and it just looks really cute and fun for people who are too short to reach the sink for washing up, of course. Um, <laughs> But I, we, we, as a result of this, we, um, somebody was saying in the group that there is a um, there is a, a, a standard that says that um, if you wash up um, under running water, then it's not very eco friendly. Yes, but if I you, totally agree. But if you have a bowl of washing up water, then it's actually a bit more friendly. But but actually, it depends on how many items you're going to wash or something. Anyway, this thing's quite cute. It's touch control, seven programs, LED display. Hooray! Hey! And um, it's got uh, a, a price tag of 280 quid. So it's not cheap, but it's it looks really good fun. And if I was of the mind to um, be wanting a dishwasher, I certainly would want one of those. It's not cheap, which is a shame. Big horse. John Wayne had a big horse. Because it, it, it's... Dishwashing is one of those things that you need to have a large family or you need to have sufficient quantity to warrant having a dishwasher. So, as you say, this is perfect for the student, for the person living on their own or for the small family who don't need much, who are, as you say, too lazy to wash up at the sink. But there you are. It's something that would fulfil that need. It's a shame about the price. It's a shame it's not a little cheaper. Yeah, but that's all right, because we can put what we like in. I want one of those. Which is just as well, because what I want 
Well, I'll come to the price in a minute. It's either coffee or ponds with us, it seems. I mean, you picked an item that even... I mean, comfy, I think you only picked it because it sounds like coffee. <laughs> and with me, it's usually ponds. So I thought, well, since we talked about coffee so much in the last show, let's come back to ponds. And here is the pond to end all ponds. The wow. garden pond, the mother of all garden ponds. I don't actually want this one. I wouldn't want this one because I don't like the shape of it. But I love the idea of it and the lunacy of it. This is a Niigata glass fibre pond. Now, what's special about glass fibre ponds? Well, let me give you an example. The pond in my garden that I like to wax lyrical about so much, which is not a small pond, is 460 litres. This pond that I bring you, ladies and gentlemen, is 4,950 <laughs> litres. It's 3.6 metres long, 2.42 metres wide and one metre deep. Wow. Unfortunately, it costs two thousand two hundred and fifty pounds, um, and That's of course, which, isn't it? yeah, and it's why, out of the why question. Why so much money? Because there's, I suppose, you're paying for the mould, are you? I suppose you are. I mean, what I love about this is if if you the link that I've put in our show notes, if you look at the picture of this man who is just dwarfed by this pond, you could probably swim maybe two strokes, at least one stroke. You could get into this pond and you, you'd at least get one stroke out from one end to the next. It's, it, and as I say, if I really was wanting to buy a pond and I really did have this much money to spend, I wouldn't choose this one because it looks a bit too much like a a bowl. I'd want something that looked a bit more natural and a bit more like a pond. But I just love the idea. And you'd have to, I mean, you'd need a digger to turf it. You'd need a crane to get it into your garden. I mean, this would be a serious pond for serious lunatics. And I love it. It makes you wonder about pricing though, doesn't it? Because the, um, maybe it's supply and demand because they don't sell very many of them. But if, but if you take, for example, clothing, if you buy a pair of um, socks, which are size um, four, they're pretty much the same as a, a, a pair of socks that, uh, that are size yes. 16, you know, and, and yet something like this, the, the price is ridiculously different. Because if you scroll down on this page, there's one for 10 times less price um, in the shape of a heart, 259 quid. And it's, it's 10 times less money and it's not 10 times less small. Um, well, now that's interesting because I've just done a quick calculation. I mean, my pond, I don't remember the exact price, but it cost me about 200 pounds. Um, my pond is 460 litres. And, I mean, so 10 times that would be roughly the price of this pond, which is 10 right. times the size. So, yeah. well, you pays your money and you gets your frogs. Well, it's good fun anyway. <laughs> it's good fun. And I'll tell you something else that's good fun, which Ian Barton um, wants one of, is a Viking drinking horn. Oh, yes. We saw some of these at Chatsworth, Chatsworth Christmas Fair, he says. I have absolutely no reason to buy one, but I want one of those. And I, it reminded me of when I was a kid, you know, I'd completely forgotten. When I was a child and it was kind of, you know, Christmas stocking time and all that, we had one of these thingies. I'm sure I did. I can't... I mean, we didn't use... I don't remember ever using it for drinking out of. Um, but I, I can't... I, it's, I seem to remember it had a... Um, it had a, a cord round it. It was one... You know, it, it, you could hang it round your neck. I can't quite remember the details, but it looked very much like this. And that would be very much um, good fun, I think. 
Well, I, I totally agree. And first of all, I, I absolutely agree with Ian Barton. You know, having no reason to want one is exactly why we bring things onto this yeah. section of the show. I have no reason to want one, but they, they look great. I remember as a boy having a drink, having a Viking horn that, of course, me being me, it had a reed in the front so you could blow it and it would go, oh. you know, and, and so, yeah. Oh, that's what mine did then. I can't remember. And of course, so you yeah, can yeah. use both ends. You could, I mean, you could actually have one that performed both functions. You could blow one end and drink the other. Yeah, bit of cling film round the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> still using, still using. I can't find this in our show notes, but oh, I absolutely know I brought it onto the not show. Not that old chestnut. Yeah, it's that old one again. No, I did bring this onto the show because I was proud of buying something that was echo and good for the world. And this is cleaning wipes. And, I mean, cleaning wipes are a big uh, hot topic at the moment, are they not, in the news and clogging up sewers and people oh, chucking yeah. them down loose when they shouldn't. Fat these, th Yes, indeed. These are biodegradable, hyperallergenic, and they are... Uh, easy cleaning and protection cleaning wipes for your standard, you know, glasses, mobile phones, computer screens, uh, laptops, that kind of thing. What's really amazed me about these, it's a tub. It's a tub of them, so they're not individually wrapped, so it's eco-friendly in that respect too. It's it's a tub, and you just pull one out the top and close the lid, and pull one out the top and close the lid, etc., etc. There's 150 of them, but what really amazes me is that since 2019, so what? that's practically two years, December 2019 I bought these, they're still moist. Um, right. I'm not using them that often, as you can tell, because I've still got them. But whenever I go to get one, it's still moist and functions perfectly. I keep them in my bathroom, which, of course, isn't the warmest room in the house. So I'm sure that helps. But I'm very impressed. They work well. It does exactly what it says on the tin. And they've Ooh. lasted now two years without drying out, as many of such products m might have done. So um, yeah. very good for the environment, good for your conscience and good for cleaning things. Very good. Yeah, that, that is good because they do dry out. I'll tell you one way of I've found of not letting wet wipes dry out is to get a, um, you know, cheap and cheerful um, food container yes. and keep, keep them in there. So um, I got some from um, Asda. I probably brought them to the yes. show uh, once upon a time. And they were, they were really, really cheap, like 50p each. And they seal really well. And you put your wet wipes in there. And same as you, they will last an awful long time before they go dry. I mean, the lid of this thing, perhaps you can hear it clicking it's it's got a fairly good click when it closes so i presume they've yeah. just designed a very very good lid i should say only six pounds 75 pence too from amazon mm. of course where else very good thank you well sir. done thank you sir i will justify my um still using by saying it was on whatever works 85 in june nah, 2019 nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> june 2019 even older than mine this is my PVC Blackout Vertical Blind Replacement Slats. Oh, um, which I remember. Yeah, and, and they blacked <clears throat> out the, the sun in the, 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 the static. And we've since got some more for, the, for Mum's house. And they work really, really well. They, they're, they're very, very efficient. And if you want to keep the heat away or the light away, um, then they work really, really well. The bloke that runs the company, which I linked to in the show notes, is really, really friendly. I've spoken to him personally. It is, it is an Amazon um, seller, yes, a third, third party seller. But he lives in Manchester, and he, and he, you can just phone him up and chat to him about what you want. And he's really generous as well. I think I said to you before that um, I wanted just one or two more than the the set was, and he just chucked them in for nothing. 
Um, really, really good, um, excellent. You can have them at various sizes, lengths, thicknesses, different colours, degrees of blackoutness, and all the rest of it, if that's a word. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'll put a link in the show notes. They're really, really good. That, that pleases me, Ted. Not only a lovely product, which I thoroughly approve of, as listeners know, I, I adore complete blackout at night, but also that you say you found a seller who is doing it to be nice to people, not just to line his pockets, and yeah. is friendly and helpful and will do what he can for you. I mean, that, 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 that touches me as much as any good quality product. Yeah, Superb. Nice chap. Very happy to hear that. Oh, and now we'll turn things around and talk about what we don't like. <laughs> John Doe again. <laughs> it's, Yay, it's the John Show. Show of the, the John Johns. Show. Thank you. Keep them coming. We're very happy to hear from you. John's everywhere. John Doe again with another shout out against Amazon sellers offering cashback for five star reviews. Yeah, the cash. Yeah, so it's not just in the UK and USA, he says. It's an ethical dilemma. John says, I ordered an item from Amazon in India. It arrived on time and, as described, there was nothing wrong with the seller's service or the item. In this case, I would usually leave a five-star seller feedback as the seller delivered as expected. Except there was a little card offering me 10% cashback for a five-star review. This practice has been going on for a while now. An item receives a large number of five-star reviews and the same item from other sellers get no traction at all. This practice is illegal on Amazon and it has got to stop. Here, here, says Aidan. I now want to leave a one-star seller feedback, says John, for this practice and highlight it in my review. This seller and item would otherwise both have got five stars from me. Nine out of ten people would accept the extra discount and respond in kind. He says, this is the cost of doing business and what it takes to get successful at it. I don't know if I can agree with that sentence, but it just corrupts the system. I agree with you in principle, John, absolutely down the line. This is not honest. It's exactly the diametric opposite of what we just said about the lovely man in Manchester. This is a seller who's simply out to make himself look good. And yeah, I totally agree. It should be it should be clamped down upon and stamped yeah. on with a heavy foot. Just to be clear, John does actually live in India. It, it's not that he got it from sent from India. Yes, okay. Um, mm-hmm, indeed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, and we've, we've covered this before on In Room 101 before, and it's another shout-out to say it's still going on, basically. I haven't noticed it myself in the UK recently, um, but I was subjected to it once, and, I, and I, I spoke on this show about it when they tried it on with me, and I had a conversation with them, and they were not very happy with me giving them a four-star review. I said to them, um, I, this is not worth five stars, it's worth four stars. Do you want me to, you know, what do you want to do? And they, they still gave me the money. They gave me 60 quid in cash. And um, I, But this was right at the beginning of all the awareness of this. I, I didn't think, I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. Yes, I thought yes. it, it was okay. As long as I was being honest, I thought, well, I'm going to get my 60 quid. Why not? But then all this is blown up, of course, and it's all a big scam. And, and it, neg- and it negates the entire purpose of reviews, which is that you're yeah, able to yeah. determine who is good and who is not. And, and the sad thing is, this is a seller who would have got a five-star review yeah, otherwise, yeah. who doesn't exactly. need to go through this lunacy, who probably could build up an honest qualification yeah, without yeah. all this lunacy. Very sad and very silly. Exactly. Ian Barton says, you could leave an honest review stating that the item was worth five stars, 
but you have given it one star because of Amazon's dishonest practice. If enough people do this, Amazon would climb down. John Love says, I would second Ian's comments. Amazon have tramped down on some of the biggest offenders, but it is a practice that still is rife. So it obviously is still going on, and we thought it had stopped, but it hasn't. Now let's play the best jingle in the world. Yay! Now, you were very kind about that jingle last time, Ted, and you actually went ahead and looked up um, the name. <laughs> I've forgotten her name again. Oh, yeah, that woman. <laughs> Imogen Heap. You played That's some cool. Imogen Heap, did you not? Did you get on with I her? I did. And um, I, I, I think you're right, because that particular thing that you based that on was um, to do with Lord of the Rings. Or it was no Harry Potter play in London. Yes, yes. Um, and, and I think you had to have the visuals to make the most of that. I did go and look up some of her work from previous, though, where she was singing. And to be honest, it wasn't particularly special and I wasn't that impressed with it. So your jingle is much better than her work. I'll take that. Thank you, Ted. <laughs> so who are we giving a gold star to after that? I'm going to give a, I'm going to give a gold star to BT. Um, they are a bit like Amazon. That One week they're up and one week they're down. But um, the router in my mum's house broke down. Um, there was no connection. Um, and they were BT were just incredibly efficient. We sent them a text message as per their instructions. They were straight back with a text message within 20 minutes. Um, then they we, we sent another message saying we tried all the things that they'd said um, and that we need to speak to you. They phoned up within another half an hour, I think it was. Um, they were very helpful, friendly, accessible, sorted out the problem. They sent a new router out. Um, and while the, the router was coming, they also gave um, us a, a 4G MiFi dongle, which worked really well. Mum and Dad were streaming uh, Netflix using that, which is, it worked very, very well. Yeah. And also, on top of that, their two phones, which they got part, as part of the deal, um, because it's this BTEE thing, um, they were given unlimited, um, uncapped data, as much data as they wanted, until this was resolved on their two phones. So I was really impressed. They sorted it out quickly, and the router, the, the new router works perfectly now. And, um, yeah, very, very good. I, BT seemed to have turned the corner with their customer service to some degree. Um, I remember in the old days, I put them in Room 101, I think, because I had to go and embarrass them on um, Twitter publicly before they actually would do anything to help me. Um, and it's obvious that they've, they've learned from that and they're, they're actually trying to do things properly now. So um, that, it was a really good experience all round. Splendid. And whatever the reason for that change, they are now a good and honest trader. And a behemoth like BT yeah. as well, even better. So, um, Indeed. Splendid. You know, BT should produce a Bluetooth product called the BTBT, BT, shouldn't they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That would be fun indeed. We'll move that forward to the next show. Next show, which will be back in two weeks' time. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Whateverworks.works is where you'll find all the links from today's show. TedSalmon.com is where you'll find links to all the MeWe groups and all the audio podcasts and everything else that, that spiders out from what I'm up to. AidenBell.com is for Aiden. And that's about it, really. If you, if you want to put stuff in the memory group, then do so, please. We'll bring the highlights of that to the shows going forward. Um, and last words from you, Square. Don't spend too much money. It's Black Friday month. Oh, yeah. Month. There you go. It gets, long, it gets longer every year, doesn't it? 
by the time you hear this, it'll pr- probably be over. No, no, because then it's Cyber Monday, isn't it? Oh, oh, protect us, protect us. Don't save your money and listen to the podcast. Yeah. Okay, so one last thing to say. Don't forget. Whatever, whatever works, works. works.